Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. And welcome to Tech Talk, y'all, season eight, episode 182. I'm Sanjay Parikh. And I'm Adam Walker. And as usual, we have a great show for you, though I will say we actually have a few less articles than usual. So we're going to be able to go into more depth and talk more and hopefully laugh more during this yeah, episode. Well, I think we always laugh the same amount. Uh, but yeah, for some reason, we just, I don't know, doldrums of mid-spring. We just didn't find as many articles yeah. this week. I don't know. It was a low-tech week, I guess. I, I don't yeah. really know. Uh, Either that or I, I think I was busy quite a bit this week with yeah. uh, writing new code for Together Letters. Uh, right. In case yep. you don't know, don't remember. Uh, togetherletters.com, which is uh, the new startup that Adam and I are doing that helps you stay connected with your friends, family, coworkers, alumni, groups, whatever it is, uh, right through email. But uh, yeah, we've got some neat new features rolling out uh, this week. Yeah, uh, we if do. If you're interested in that more, you should le- listen to the Together Letters podcast, mm-hmm. which is available at fine podcast establishments near you. Uh, and it's actually a short podcast, usually around 10 minutes or less. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes even like six minutes. And we're also available in the sketchy podcast apps too. If you prefer a sketchy podcast app, we got those too. So, oh, so not just the fine podcast apps, the yeah. sketchy ones as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Yeah. Do I you mean, get mugged if you go to the sketchy ones or is, uh, is it okay? I, I think there's potential there. There's always potential for a mugging. That's all I'm, that's all I'm yeah. trying to say. There's always, okay. always potential for a mugging. As long so. as we get our cut, like an <laughs> NFT, as long as Tech Talk Y'all gets the cut out of the mugging, we're good. <laughs> All right. So listen, in this article, we're going to talk about Apple admitting to things. We're, we're Of course, we got to talk about NFTs again. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. We're going to talk about Signal, the Justice Department, Logitech, discontinuing a product that I personally value and own, more Clubhouse, Spotify, of course, Weird and Wacky, and our tech recs at the end. I've got a good one for you today. You're going to want to tune in for that. So let's get started. Apple admits purposefully keeping iMessage off Android helps lock in users. And is anyone surprised about this? I so mean, I, I tagged this specifically for you, Adam, because you like, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, this is no surprise, right? Like locking in, you in and trying to take your money. Yeah, I mean, in 2013, I think this is what the article said. They, they discussed and they were actually in process of creating like an iMessage app for Android and realized, oh, we can keep people more captive by keeping it off Android, which is absolutely correct. They can, and they have, and they did. And this in no way surprises me at all. Like that. I mean, yeah, this is so Apple's, this is Apple's stick. Like this is what they do. They, well, they get you locked into an ecosystem and they make money off of it. Like what they were worried about was parents potentially buying cheaper Android phones for their kids um, and not buying them iPhones and then still being able to use iMessage. So mm-hmm. it would unlock the reason for parents to to continue buying iPhones for their kids. To me, this is, I don't know, like so many things we talk about with Apple being yeah. like pro user, pro consumer. Yeah. This is very not pro yeah. user, pro consumer. It's pro Apple. It's pro Apple. It's, I mean, it, 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 that's, it's yeah. pro their bank account. Uh, yeah. Is, is yeah. what it is. And that doesn't surprise me at all. I, yeah. I will say this. You mentioned about parents buying Apple phones. So my, one of my kids told me today about one of her classmates that owns a brand new iPhone, which of course I'm like two or three generations behind personally myself yeah. right now. And like the face ID doesn't even work on my phone. It's just, it's getting, it's getting kind of rough out there. And there's a fifth <laughs> grader apparently with a brand new iPhone. I, I'm, a, I'm a little jealous. I'm not going to lie. So yeah. 
But anyway. also, you shouldn't be using Face ID. So well, I'm not. That's the. I mean, that okay. that's true. But but my point is that it doesn't work even if I wanted to use it. So okay, but that that shouldn't bother you because you should not be using it. Uh, something that you might be using or, or should be using or might. I think use? I might buy this actually. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Tops, which is the baseball card uh, company. Well, they make up more things than just baseball cards, but I know them as the baseball card company. Me too. They're releasing official NFT baseball cards on April 20th. Uh, so the day after this podcast comes out, they're going to be out in the wild. And I don't know, this feels like it's a little bit more closer to interesting because it does. Yeah. You know, like baseball cards, there's a limited number and, you know, you trade them and whatever. And this mm -hmm. is the same kind of thing. It still feels like there's a missing component there, right? Like with baseball cards, you get to touch and feel and hold and look at. Whereas yeah. this, I don't know, you don't. You just... I like this for a couple reasons. Okay. Number. So let me say this. I, I traded baseball cards as a friend. I got cheated out of several good <laughs> trades. Thank you, Alex, if you're listening right now. Okay. Alex, but, you're dead to us. But, well, maybe not dead, but just okay. come on. Give me some money back. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay, anyway, yeah. but but uh, but I like this for a couple of reasons. I, I think I would, I would like to own some NFTs just to do it. I mean, just, and this feels like a simple, easy entry point that's interesting to me. It kind of connects me back to my childhood. Do I watch baseball right now? No, but would I buy a pack of six cards and just kind of own them and be sort of interested in whatever players pop up? Yeah, I really might. So, well, I mean, if you're one, if you want to do this, I can hook you up. I'll make an NFT of the first episode of Tech Talk, y'all, and you can pay me like I don't know three million dollars for it. How's that? Only three million? I, I think it's a deal. I mean, that's not bad. Uh, maybe I can get like two point nine, two point eight. So, you know, I'll do it for two point eight. <laughs> I, I'll sell it to you for two point eight. Are, are I, you? I'll, I'll give you. The, are you going to buy any tops uh, NFTs, Sanjay? What's that? What do you think again? Are you going to buy any tops NFTs? Am I going to buy any tops NFT? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just, for whatever reason, I am not getting into it. it it's yeah. just not hitting me in the but right listen, spot. There comes a point where you're a tech guy and there comes a point where you're not a tech guy. If you don't own an NFT, like there there's like, this is the trajectory that we're on. Okay. <laughs> like right but now, I, can I you own a bunch of other crypto? No, no, no. But can you imagine if today we had a technology podcast and I said to you, Sanjay, do you own crypto? And you're like, no, like, can you even imagine? Like your credibility is just gone. Like, like you, <laughs> why, why would anybody even listen anymore? So there's a, there's a point where you have to own an NFT to be a tech guy. I'm just saying, and this uh -huh. is a good entry point into that. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh -huh. uh, so here's what I would maybe think about is if there was an NFT related to like comic books okay. or, or a specific comic book or something There will like be that. Like, if there's not already. Maybe, maybe. So mm -hmm. I'm actually, even now currently, I am subscribed to a couple of comic books uh, okay. and I get them in the mail and so I don't... Man, like, mail, the days, old the day, I know, the days of going to the comic book store and buying comic well, books is, yeah. is long past for me. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't get enjoyment out of that anymore. Yeah. It's more of a chore. So I'm just like, dude, I'm going to order it online, just get them mail ordered delivered so I can read them in the privacy of my own home and okay. read my comic books and be good. Put them in my, my solid black plastic protective cases that I've got for my comic books. Oh my gosh. Keep You're such a nerd. That's amazing. Away there. That's amazing. And you got to protect those. I've got Wolverine number one. I know sitting in that you, case over you've there. You've told so me. I, I, I know. know. So I, see, I believe you. I mean, I kind of protect those kinds of investments. All right. Well, um, speaking of investments, maybe um, there's an update on beta testing payments in Signal. So, Sanjay, I know you're a big Signal fan. Walk me through this one. 
Huge Signal fan. I First of all, I love the fact that they are being very open and transparent about how well and how not well this is working out. Mm -hmm. So uh, they rolled out this test. It is only available in the UK, um, and they've realized a few things. Uh, they realized that, you know, there, there's issues around um, the, the fees being too high, so they're working mm -hmm. on that. Mm -hmm. uh, they also realized that there's a kind of a problem of getting the money back out. Right, so they're using a mobile coin, which is a fast transaction, privacy-oriented mm -hmm. uh, currency, uh, cryptocurrency. We talked about this in a previous episode, right? Um, and then the other big issue is is price volatility, right? The price of the coin is kind of all yeah. over the place and fluctuating. Um, and these are all kind of the same issues I think that cryptocurrencies have in general, right? Uh, versus people actually using them for purchases day to day, right? Like yep. People. Right now, they're still being used as speculative investments. Yep. Not that many people are using, other than spending them on NFTs, which is like, really, you're trading one crypto for another crypto. That's not really buying. <laughs> you're trading things. one highly volatile crypto for another much more highly volatile crypto. <laughs> yeah. M much less available, highly volatile crypto. Yeah, so, yeah that's right. I don't know. So mm -hmm. I, I think these problems probably need to get solved before people start using these uh, mm -hmm. kind of on day-to-day -day basis. But yeah. look, I, I, I think it's a great idea. Like I would love to be able to say like, Hey, I'm about to go on an international trip. Mm -hmm. And so let me load up my signal account uh, with a bunch of mobile coin. So now whenever I get to wherever I'm going, I don't have to think about, Oh, I don't have, I only have us dollars. I don't have the local currency. And now I got to right. think about like, Oh, where do I get this changed? Oh, the banks are closed on Sundays. Like right. all of that garbage all the that stuff. ends up happening, yeah. right? And just be able to be like, no, I just... I There's a day phone. coming when that gets easier, but I don't think it's anytime soon, so... Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, talking about something that is now maybe going to be better and soon and has just happened, uh, the Justice Department announced a court-authorized effort to disrupt exploitation of the Microsoft Exchange server vulnerabilities. So this is uh, the article that we linked to in the show notes is actually the order, and it's very dry reading and I did not read it. Um, there's actually a few articles out there about this, uh, but we've talked about this recently when that whole hack happened with the exchange servers and these hackers had gotten into all these places. Well, there's patches now and all this stuff out there, but the problem is a lot of these people whose exchange servers got hacked have not fixed their exchange servers and Ooh. there are still open backdoor vulnerabilities in all these. So, Going in and fixing those for somebody is still technically not legal, mm. right? But what this court order gave the Justice Department the ability to do was to do exactly that. So they are going in to people's facility servers that are compromised and uncompromising them remotely Let me because these people clearly are not smart enough to uncompromise Let just, themselves. Let me just make sure I understand. So you're saying the government just gave the government permission to hack into private servers to make them secure. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. One arm of the government authorizing another arm of the government to like, break feel, into facilities and change all the locks so that it'd be secure. Yeah. So the bad guys don't get in. I feel like, I feel like this is an episode of, uh, of like the Andy Griffith show. And it's like, <laughs> It's like, it's like Andy's calling Barney like, Hey, Aunt B, Aunt B left the back door open. Can you go lock the back door for like, she doesn't know. Just break on in and go lock the back door for her. Is that really like, <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I hope they are executing these uh, removals of these back doors with a little bit more finesse than Barney Fife. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think your analogy pretty much holds. Although I got to say, you know, as a unaffected consumer, I do kind of like this. Like I yeah, appreciate I do too. I do too. them doing this. I, yeah. I feel like, look, this is my tax money at work in a good way. Like yeah. I... I can't really complain about this. Like you're no. making no. This is the right safer. call. It was it was the right call for sure. I just I, I love the logic behind it. It's just it's yeah. just too funny for me. Yeah, so, I I think yeah. what needs to probably happen going forward is there to be something um, like from a legislative standpoint. Yeah. Congress probably needs to pass something and say like, hey, if the Department of Justice does this because of a wide scale hacking attempt. It is allowed. It is within the law. Yep. Um, they're not allowed to do anything other than just mitigate the the intrusion and backdoor, you know, intrusions or or whatever it is. Um, so I, I think that probably needs to get worked through. But I'm glad that the courts uh, did it uh, kind of on their own. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me too. Outside as a, a one off exception right now. But yeah. I think the right thing to do is for Congress to to step in and do the right thing. Mm-hmm. As you might have heard. Sanjay and I have a new project called Together Letters. So this episode is brought to you by Together Letters. The idea is simple. Everyone has email. No one wants to log in to another thing, but everyone wants to stay connected. Together Letters uses email to create a collaborative newsletter, keeping groups better connected. Sign up today at togetherletters.com. Okay, our next article is one that I'm, I'm not so happy about. Logitech officially discontinues its line of Harmony Universal remotes. So a couple things here. Number one, I have a Harmony Universal remote. It's a remote Me too. that's beautiful and I can never find it because my kids are masterful at losing remotes. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but then I can just use my phone app when I can find my phone and that works okay too. Yep. Um, I, I find it very handy. What's fascinating to me, honestly, is that they're basically arguing that the market for universal remotes is going away. And, and I find that really, really interesting because I, I haven't seen that to be the case in, in my own use, right? Like I've got, I need a universal remote to control a sound bar and uh, I've got, you know, a, a setup with a sound bar projector with a, that needs a new bulb now, unfortunately. Um, and, and a couple of other things and, and it's and a Roku and it's really helpful to have that remote. I mean, what, yep. what are your, th- I know you've got one, you've got a whole setup I and mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I've got the Harmony, uh, the Elite, uh, the really the nice one. It's got the touchscreen display. First of all, I think the device, and I think we've recommended it in the past. We have the tech both record. of us have recommended, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a beautiful device, even mm-hmm. if you don't need a new remote to control a bunch of stuff. I got to tell you, it's a beautifully built device mm-hmm. um, that is so easy to use that you can map all the things through the app. Uh, it works so so well. Yeah. Um. Every now and again, we have like connectivity issues, and and it kind of figures it out. But overall, it works really well, better than any other remote I've seen. So one thing about Logitech, I was super upset when I saw this article and this post. Um. First, they they're saying that the remotes are going to continue to work forever, like for the foreseeable sure future. Sure, they will. Right. They're, they're not going to brick your device. Okay. What they're afraid of is is people, a class action lawsuit basically coming for them, mm-hmm. right? So they, they probably did the math and said like, hey, it's going to be cheaper to keep the servers running than deal with a class action lawsuit because we bricked everybody's device. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean, Logitech is a big enough company that they could probably just be like, yeah, 
we'll just spend this half a million a year and just keep the servers running type of thing. Um, so great, whatever. But the problem is, is that, you know, inevitably the remotes are going to go bad, right? Yeah. You're going to yeah. drop them the wrong way and they're going to shatter. And then you'll be like, I can't buy a new remote now. Mm -hmm. And so then what are you going to do? So there's that. I, I don't really understand the, the motivation. I think they probably didn't think through it. And, and what it might be is that them as a company have gotten too big, mm, right? Yeah, like this yeah. division was probably not making enough money for them to re think about like, hey, is this really worth the investment? So what I think this does do though, is it opens up an opportunity for an upstart or somebody else mm -hmm. to come in and say like, hey, we're going to make the world's best remote yeah, um, and, and do something interesting. Uh, I didn't tag this article, but I just saw uh, kind of on the same theme of, of home, like audio video stuff, Plex, the company, just raised a $50 million round of funding. Right? Nice. It's such well-done software, and yeah. I paid for the lifetime, so I don't pay anything ongoing. Right. And I get the benefit of all the stuff that's going on with it. I think they are doing a fantastic job. Mm. Um, now, I didn't think of it until just now, but maybe Plex should take over the, the home remote side of it. Hey. That might be a really smart thing to do. But if not, somebody else, I mean, I think there's an opportunity there. If yeah. Plex can grow their business and get to the point where they're raising a $50 million round of funding. I think there's an opportunity for somebody to maybe reinvent the remote control and do something really, really interesting there too. Well, you know, uh, we have an article that's coming up that, that it, that is kind of reinventing the remote control. Uh, so maybe we should skip, skip ahead one article to that. So that's the, uh, the Spotify's yeah. car thing debuts as a limited release for selected us users. So that, so, I didn't misspeak. Okay. First of all, the name of the device from Spotify is car thing. I, which makes no sense from a branding perspective from as a marketer, it just offends me a little bit, but whatever. Uh, it's, I, I really wonder about their marketing division over there. It's, like, yeah, it, it's was a it car like thing. a late Friday and they're like, we have not come up with the name of this thing. I want to go home. Car it's thing. in the car. It's a thing. Car thing. It's car Let's thing. It. It's car thing. You know, there's not even a logo. I mean, it's, it's, anyways, it's whatever, but but it's basically this screen that you, and it's pretty small, apparently very lightweight. And it basically, essentially you think of it as a Spotify remote control that is dedicated to your car. So that's it. It's Bluetooth enabled. I think it'll plug into an aux cord. I think it's powered by, it's for older cars like mine. So it's powered by like a, like a, a, a cigarette lighter adapter and you just use it to control Spotify in your car. And I think the big kicker here is that it's, it's voice controlled. So you can use just, just your voice to do different things in Spotify. So you'd say like, Hey, Spotify and do blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, honestly, as an, I think I, I want to say my car is a, a 2013 and I could see this being pretty useful in my car on I mean, honestly, like it, it's a useful looking device. I looked up, it's like 80 bucks and okay. Maybe that's something that I'll look into at some point, you know? So I thought I saw somewhere that they were at least maybe for some people they were giving it away for free. Oh yeah. Yeah. They are. Yeah. For, 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 yeah. For testers up front. Yeah. For you can, okay. you can sign up, be on a list and you can be like a, a tester for it for free. But my guess is that that's an incredibly limited number of people. Right. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Cause when I saw that, I thought, Oh, this thing is going to get taken apart and then redone 
and new firmware put in, and then it's not going to be the Spotify car thing anymore. It's going to be a like a tablet, something other or, thing. Yeah, like a like a phone or something. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, it it looks interesting. It's only minutes after you give away something for free that somebody's going to be like, I'm going to reverse engineer that thing and make it into something more useful. Yeah, and then I got the useful thing for free. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's jump back then to the the previous article that we skipped over. Um, something that's not going to make you happy. Uh, Clubhouse data leak. 1.3 million scraped user records leaked online for free. And Clubhouse came out and said like, no, no, we were not hacked. This is data that you can get from our API. And it's a lot of data about the people that are on Clubhouse. And now I'm kind of glad I'm not on Clubhouse. Well, I mean, it is and it's not, right? So I mean, I was looking at, I was looking at the information so it user ID, whatever name. I mean, I think my name's already on clubhouse that any user can see my name potentially yep. photo URL. Okay. But I mean, again, that's kind of already out there. Username's already out there. Twitter handles already out there. Instagram handle, number of followers, number of people followed account creation data and who invited me. So really the only thing in that whole list that's particularly private would be the who invited me part, I think. Yeah, so that I think really opens up like now they can figure out who knows who. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then using other pieces of data then figure out a lot of other stuff about you. Yeah. The more concerning thing though is their kind of laissez-faire approach of like- Yes, that's hey, true. Yes. No big deal. User data. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just gone. the user data. It's just out there available on the API. Just anybody go pull and do whatever you want with it. Like, that's the problem is, is that response. I agree hey, with you completely there. We don't care that they just use our API and pull down everybody's info. That's no biggie. No big deal. And, and I will say this too. That is a problem in the sense that you can just grab all the users and know who all the people are and associate with their Twitter handles. And then you can get, so, so that is a problem too. Just the, the, the accessibility yeah. of the data. Right. Uh, I, I, I mean, do have a problem with that. They would, they should be worried about this because now a competitor can go in and be like, Hey, I know who all your users are. I'm just going to at them one at a time. And there's and several competitors out there that are actively in process with, with companies with very, very deep pockets. Yeah. So it feels to me like you're just kind of giving away candy at the candy store at this point. Like I, I come on, you know, you should yeah. know better than this. Just from a, a competitive standpoint, it, this is not a good move for them no. personally. I agree with you on uh, that. To make sure that they have a <laughs> a valuable and functioning company that's worth. Uh, w didn't we talk about it? It was like north of a billion dollars. I think it was like four billion was the last valuation that I billion? saw. Yeah, yeah, four or five billion. Yeah, which I mean, I again, know. if I was I'm an investor it. in that paying four billion, I'd be like, maybe you should keep your user data a little bit safer. I agree. I would say the same. I don't know. Thing. Just thought. So. All right, so our next article, no one or nobody is flying to join Google's FLOC. So, so you, you got to say flock. flock because then the 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 headline doesn't make as much sense if you spell uh, but it it's out. more fun to mess with you. So, uh, all right, so let me let me Google's try that again. Flock. Let me try that again. No okay, one is okay. flying to join Google's flock. So, what is Maybe. Google's flock, Sanjay? So we talked about it previously. This is the replacement for the uh, sunsetting of third-party co uh, cookies, mm. third-party uh, tracking mm -hmm. cookies. Mm -hmm. um, and those are going away. And so Google obviously is scared because they need to figure out a way to track you and figure out stuff about you so that they can sell advertising yeah. to you and yeah. stuff. But apparently nobody, not Firefox, not Microsoft, not Brave, not any of the other browsers, not Opera, 
are like, yeah, we're not going to sign up for that. We're not going to use that. So maybe Google Chrome is the only browser that will be using Google's flock. So that should probably tell you if you use Google Chrome, maybe you shouldn't use Google Chrome. Man, because, I moved away from Google Chrome a long time ago and I'm, I'm yeah. not going back. I miss out on some extensions. Like there's a few little things here and there that, that are built for Chrome only that I miss out on and I don't care. I'm okay yep. with it. So, yep. Same here. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I've got Chrome on my machine for every now and again when I need to use a site that's acting wonky. Yeah. And they're, Firefox. oh, you only use this in Google Chrome, which by the way, for people that develop web apps and stuff, don't do that. Just yeah. make it work on everything. I know it's some extra work. I know it's some extra code. I get it. I've been there. I've even run companies that had to do that garbage, but do the garbage, make it yeah. accessible for everybody. That's all I'm trying to say. You know, the equivalent of that on mobile is don't just make apps for iPhone and make them for Android too. But there, that is true. Know. That is, And there are increasingly bigger, more and more toolkits that make that easy where you can have one code base and port it over to both. Um, yep. and, and that's, that's getting better and better. So, all right. Yep. Well, so yeah, so nobody's joining uh, Google's flock. If you're still using Google Chrome, you should realize that uh, you're the they're going to be putting things in there that are good for them and not for you. So maybe it's time to switch. Time for the Weird and Wacky segment. Abominable Snowman. Oh, not an axe murderer. One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. All right, Sanjay, our first Weird and Wacky article. Every time I see an article that's about security, I just think, oh, I can't wait to share this with Sanjay. Like, that's the <laughs> thought that just runs through the marquee in my mind. So this article, a casino gets hacked through a fish tank thermometer. So apparently this is actually a story from, from several years ago. And I mean, obviously casino networks are going to be some of the most locked down networks anywhere in the world. I mean, there's just so much going on, so much money, but they had a fish tank thermometer that was a part of the internet of things, meaning that it's a gadget that is connected via Wi-Fi or I guess potentially hardline to the internet, right? For various purposes to share data, I, I assume so they can monitor the the, you know, different levels of the fish tank and the temperature and all that sort of stuff. But those devices that are connected to the internet often have vulnerabilities and people don't realize it. And then they can get onto your network and then they can pull down all kinds of information and steal from you and whatever else. So Sanjay, how did, how did you like this article? <laughs> yeah, we, I think one of our listeners sent this to us at some point, but, um, and this is an updated version of that, that article, but right. yeah, Whoever's running their network uh, is dumb because <laughs> just why, 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 why would you do this? Why, why? And, and even if you weren't in control of it and you, you should have been monitoring the devices on the network, mm -hmm. especially when you're running a network like that, mm -hmm. understanding what's like, I monitor the devices in my home network mm -hmm. and there's only four people here. Like I, and I know all four of them and one of them's me and yeah. I know the device is being brought into the house. Yeah. But me too. You know, even here at home, we have a segregated network uh -huh. just for IoT devices. Yep. They can get on the internet. They cannot talk to one another. They cannot talk to any other device in the house. They can see the internet. The internet can see them. And that is it. That's it. They and that's the safe way anything. to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my my irrigation system, uh, what else? The, like the Nest yeah. uh, thermometers, mm -hmm. they're on that network. Like so many things that we've got. They don't need to be accessing the rest of the network. Yeah. Like, they don't need to be on the same network as my storage server that has all of my data. Yeah. 
they they just don't need to see that. Yeah. Right. So why not put them on a and they actually are on a different IP everything. Uh, yeah. Bank and everything. So yeah. there's no way that they can access any part of the rest of the network. And that's so the smart way to for do the it. Listeners at home, you should check out your Wi-Fi access point and see if it has either like multiple networks that you can turn on mm-hmm. or a guest network. Yep. So a lot of devices nowadays that have guest networks, those networks are secured off of the main network. So right. they are firewalled. They don't share IP addresses. They don't share connectivity uh, between them. Put all of your IoT devices that you don't actually need direct access to. So like the Nest thermometers, my app still works on them. Yeah. Right? Like I yeah. can still change the temperature and do all that because because it's not, not connected through the Wi Fi. It's connected through the servers. It's connected yeah. to the servers in the cloud. So yeah. My device only needs to talk to the cloud. Yep. That Nest thermometer only needs to talk to the cloud. So why would they be on the same network? They don't need to be. No need. So anything that you've got like that, that doesn't need to be on your network, stick them on a separate network and then don't buy vulnerable fish tank thermometers. I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. Uh, something else that you might buy, which is kind of creepy. I don't know. Uh, Elon Musk startup shows the monkey with the brain chip implants playing a video game. We talked about this a few episodes and, ago. And the implication being that he's only playing it with his brain. There's no controller interface here, right? Yeah. So, they trained him with the controller and yeah. then took the controller away. Yeah. I feel something about that feels like it would be less fun to me. Like if I'm playing, if I'm playing Pong, because that's what he was playing. He was playing Pong, I think. I feel like I like moving the controller. I feel like if I'm just playing it with my brain only, it feels less fun. But I don't want to find out if that's true or not. I'm not going to volunteer <laughs> to find out if that's true. I, I can contact Elon Musk and say that you're volunteering for electrodes in your brain. No, I, I feel like I'm okay. I mean, it, I feel like if you can contact Elon Musk, there's so many other things we could talk to him about uh, that would be great, including, you know, just having him on the show at some point. So let, let's you, try. You know, it's funny because at the beginning of the show, you said, yeah, we're going to talk about NFTs again. Didn't it used to be that we used to talk about Elon Musk? Oh, every, like every week, episode? every single week for, for yeah. we, there, there, we went through a stretch where we talked crypto every single week for, I mean, just so many weeks. And then Elon for so many weeks. And now it's NFTs for, it's just like, there's trends. Like those are the trends. So. Maybe, maybe that's how we should split up our seasons, right? <laughs> like this season is Elon Musk's. So, so like every episode for like however long. It's Elon Musk season. Musk. Right now we are in the NFT season. Oh uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that is, yeah, that, that is the season that we're in for sure. All right, Sanjay, Tech Rec time. Love Tech Recs. Tell me what you got for me today. So this Tech Rec comes from uh, somebody posting it on, we, there's a Slack group for, for Atlanta technology folks called Tech 404. Uh, and somebody posted this. I, I've forgotten who it is now, uh, so I won't out them, but it, it's called Bueller. Uh, so if you know, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I think that's where the name Bueller. comes from, but it's Bueller. B-E-U-L-R. Bueller. And so what Bueller is, is it signs you into Zoom meetings and attends the meetings for you so you don't have to attend. So your name shows up on the roll, but you're not actually there. Okay. Wait, 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 I know. Can I also, is it possible? And I think this is possible because, but I haven't done it. I can make a background that's of me looking like I'm paying attention, right? A virtual background, like a loop video. 
And if so I, right now they don't have video on, so you would just join without video. Oh, okay. right. That's less. But I helpful. think their plan is to actually have it so that there's video of you, and it looks like you're paying attention the whole time. Oh man. Oh, that's just so great. That, that's yeah. just that's so yeah, so great. And it's like there's so many things here, right? Like this product, service, whatever you want to call it, startup would not exist had it not been for the pandemic. Oh, this for is sure. a pandemic created innovation right here and created because people are tired yeah. from what we've been doing. Listen, man, and I've been reading the article. Zoom fatigue is a real thing. Like it's a real, it's draining. Something about it is just drain. I, yeah. I get it. Right. I'm on a ton of zoom calls. I, I totally understand. You know, what's funny is in like a hundred years, people are going to be like, what is this zoom thing that they keep talking? I don't understand. It's true, man. This thing and why were they so tired of that's it? okay like, because they're to people because, all the time because like in 10 years they'll be like what were these conference calls what what was, <laughs> what was that about right why would you only talk to people and not see them yeah that's it doesn't make weird. any that's crazy doesn't make what any is a sense phone why 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 do you, oh, i was looking at uh, twitter the other day and uh, there was somebody that said uh their kid asked them why they why you call it hanging up a phone and they were like oh i'm so old <laughs> like, oh, that's a fair point that's a fair that's a real good question for any kid i hadn't even thought about that yeah, yeah hang up hanging up you're hanging yeah. it up you're hanging it up so yeah all right uh, okay uh, what do you got for us all right, i'm going to recommend the it, it's like the panasonic it's like kj55mc4ba Advanced individual battery, three hour quick oh, charge. I, I know that one. Yeah. That, that model is great. That model is amazing. It's basically a Panasonic three hour quick charger for AA and AAA batteries. And in particular, uh, the batteries that I use, and I think you use these too. They're the, uh, the, the what is it? Enelope? Is that? Enelope. In- Panasonic Enelope. I love them. They're, they're fantastic. Like it's like, I don't understand my brain must not have been working in the early days of my children because you know, like children basically eat batteries. Like it's like they eat food <laughs> and like they eat batteries. Right. And, and yeah. somehow I would, ju- we would just go through batteries constantly. And for years, for years, I've been buying batteries. And then it occurred to me like, why am I not buying rechargeable batteries? This is stupid. Yeah. Both financially and in just environmentally. And so then I bought rechargeable batteries and I was like, Oh my gosh. I need more rechargeable batteries. And so then I went, then yep. I bought AAA rechargeable batteries and I'm like, wait, we're not running out of batteries anymore. This is the best thing ever. Like, listen, all of you parents. Okay. If you, if you have younger kids, do yourself a favor and invest in rechargeable batteries. It will save you so many trips to the store and so much money. And it'll be so much better for the environment. Just, just invest in the rechargeable batteries. It will make your life better. That's all I'm trying to say. And I know you love these things too, right? I, I love these things. They, they even make uh, Eneloop Pros, yeah. which have uh, a little bit more capacity than the regular Eneloops. And, and the, the reason why they're so great is that it's got a technology in there that you can charge them up and they don't lose their charge as quickly yep. as regular rechargeables. Yep. So you can pre-charge them and just have them sitting there ready to go. So when your device, when your kid is like, ah, my device is not working, you don't have to go like, well, in about six hours, they'll be charged up exactly. and ready to go. You can be like, here's some new batteries. Give me those. Exactly. And I'll charge these up. It's so, so great. Game great. changer. Okay. Yeah. If you listen to yeah. no other tech racks for the rest of this whole NFT season, <laughs> listen to this. All right. Sanjay, how can our listeners find and connect with you? 
They can find me on Twitter at Sanjay, S-A-N-J-A-Y, or SanjayParik.com. What about you, Adam? Man, they can just find me on Twitter at AJ Walker, where I'm going to continue to retweet and like your stuff and probably not produce anything original whatsoever. Also, on my website, I did update it, finally, uh, AdamJWalker.com, and I'm actually starting to post some stuff there. I'm also on Substack. Uh, If you're on Substack, Substack's becoming a big thing these days. Subscribe to my Substack newsletter. I talk every week about what's going on in leadership, leadership articles. I give a little blurb at the top. It's super fun. Uh, Adam, I think it's Adam Walker, Adam J Walker dot substack.com. I think it's Adam Walker dot substack.com. So check me out there. Uh, yeah, I guess that's about it. What are you, what are you getting on Substack, yeah. Sanjay? That's what I want to know. I, I'm not on Substack. It's a new I've thing. Got, uh, I've it's got the that thing. new. Uh, I've got the new Ghost in. Yeah, I mean, so I know I'm, it's fancy, gonna, but Substack. It's I'm like the new that. startup I think thing. I, I like that. Listen, you know, I was going to tell you though. You were talking about eating batteries. Yeah. Uh, I, when I was a kid, there was this urban myth that if you connected two nine volt batteries to each other, they blow you know, up. Like, up. They'd blow up. Yeah. Did it work? They don't blow up. Did, no, it doesn't. Blow <laughs> up. No, but did you try it? Is what I want to know. Well, of course I tried it. That's how I know it didn't blow up. It I mean, doesn't do anything. If they say it's going to blow up, obviously I tried it to see if it would blow up, and then it didn't, I mean, and I was unhappy. I, I, I did it, and then I threw it, and then nothing happened. Well, they, that's because they broke apart. Now you got to do it and not throw it. That's what you got to do. No, I, I mean, I didn't throw it apart. I made sure that they were still connected. <laughs> that was before I was an electrical engineer and didn't understand that. Yeah. I like that. Just going to short two batteries.